Hello listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Southern Fried Football. We have another great episode for you on today's episode. We recap week 8, and we're going to look forward to the top matchups and biggest upset predictions of week 9. We will finish this show with a two-minute drill where we discuss the coaches on the hottest seats in the country. You are listening to Southern Fried Football. behind us um so let's just start with the most obvious and get all the feelings and the thoughts on the big game out of the way so i'll let you start as you know we're referring to uh alabama tennessee number 17 tennessee comes to tuscaloosa to face number 11 alabama great first half had me worried worried um but alabama responds uh with a 27-0 second half and ends up winning 34-20 cook thoughts on the game and we can go back and forth on that yeah, thanks for uh, being gracious enough to let me get this out of the way first. <clears throat> uh, so in this one, couldn't believe how the first half went. I'm sure you're the same way. I'm sure about 100,000 people in that stadium felt the same way too. Uh, almost in utter shock. Uh, very frustrating, uh, of course, to see us go down to the end zone twice and come back with field goals. Uh, but... How about that squirrel white touchdown? That was a slick catch. That was crazy. I almost didn't believe it myself. I, I I knew for sure that they would overturn that, but thankfully they didn't, or it would have been a more lopsided game than it was, or it turned out to be. Um, second half decision making just wasn't there. Uh, <clears throat> Josh Heupel. Uh, decided on a couple occasions to go for it on fourth and short. And to me, that just wasn't the right call. Obviously, I am looking uh, 2020 vision uh, as I know how the result came out. But given Alabama uh, that good field position at that point in the game when uh, it was a couple possession game, I, I just disagreed with that myself. The punter was looking all right. Uh, I thought it just would be best to let him do his thing and pin him deep. But that's not the way we decided to go. Also, Joe Milton had probably his best half of the season. And I think it's worth mentioning and worth emphasizing that his best half of the season, his best game of the year, ended up in only two touchdowns passing. Um, I don't believe he had one on the ground. But, uh, yeah, two touchdowns passing, one to – Squirrel White, best receiver on the team, one to our tight end when Alabama decided to engage eight there at the end of the half. My takeaway from this game, uh, you know, Nick Saban still can coach with the best of them. Uh, I think Tennessee outcoached him in the first half, but Nick Saban made the adjustments in the second half to take care of uh, what needed to be done and win the game and capitalize on the mistakes that uh, Tennessee made and handed to him. Uh, my second takeaway is 
you know, unless chaos just happened. Uh, and, you know, Missouri or Ole Miss or Florida beats Georgia this week and then Tennessee wins out. You know, Atlanta's out of the window. Playoffs out of the window. Need to be planning for next year. And no better way to do that than starting your $8 million quarterback you have sitting on the bench. Um, now, do you want to start him on the road for his first true start? Maybe, maybe not. But to me, if he's the number one quarterback in the country, uh, rated ahead of someone with the last name Manning, I think I trust the guy. Uh, if he's been around the offense since the last bowl practice uh, when he enrolled. So uh, that's my two biggest takeaways. Third biggest takeaway is probably going to be that uh, Alabama is still legit, uh, despite looking vulnerable in this game. Uh, still everything on the table for him. Yeah, I'll, <clears throat> I was expecting some penalty talk because even I, as a Bama fan, I was shocked that we got some. Usually, I know people think Alabama does not ever get caught on penalties. Usually, we have a lot of penalties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the refs aren't good to us. I'm not saying y'all didn't do anything wrong, but usually those calls aren't called. I've never like the end zone one. Uh, yeah. That one shocked me. I was like, bro, what even are they calling? Uh, there was one more that shocked me. I can't remember what it was. Uh, the clapping. Yeah. The clapping on defense. Uh, I've seen that before, <laughs> and, and I get that. I, I definitely, yeah, I'm a proponent of calling that flag, but it's not like he was clapping for a cadence. He was clapping to get attention and um, referees didn't like that. The one thing I'll touch on penalties is um, I feel like some people were saying that people were complaining about the refs because Tennessee got called for too much. To me, that's not the case. You know, I think what we got called for was fair. Uh, I think it was just more so Alabama being one of the more penalized team in the country only coming out with one flag against them, which you know, you're not going to get every call you want. Uh, but obviously, I didn't talk about it earlier because I don't think it was a direct impact on the outcome of the game. Yeah, one flag for five yards. That's a bizarre Alabama stat, especially for this year. But I will take it. I will say that we are improving, and that's the route I'll go with it <laughs> instead of the refs gave it to us. Um, <clears throat> my takeaways from the game – well, once I started watching it, as you know, I was investing in the ball fight, and I would gladly, mm-hmm. as crazy as it sounds, I would gladly trade your fighter one team loss. I would trade that. I had my fighter one team loss. But <laughs> anyway, I know that's a, a forsaken say on this podcast. But um, my takeaway from this game was um, halftime adjustments are legit. Like, Nick Saban can, can dial it up. You've seen it happen all year, down at half. We're playing bad at half, come out, make second. Second half adjustments. Besides the Texas game, our second half defense has been solid. Um, well, Arkansas too, but yeah. that was a weird game. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, besides those two games, like we've been able to close out games. I mean, Probably won every second half. Yeah, which I like to see. I would just like for us to get started earlier on. I don't know why we have to start so slow. Um it seems like that's the typical Alabama thing to do, let them score first, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown, like score a white caught um, at the beginning of the game. I will say Milton came out, and I was like, I thought I was going to eat some crow. I was like, I'm going to eat my words this week. He's going to dial it up. And he looked solid in the first half. Um, Miro looked solid, too, overall. He had the one interception, um, which was, I, I mean, I, you can put it on him, but I thought he put it right where Burton could have caught it. Uh, and he got tipped into the hands of the Tennessee defense, but 
Jalen Milrow, 1421, 220 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, shout out to Taylor Hodges for saying this dude's not that great. Um, he's now tied with Heisman odds for Caleb Williams, even though that's super low on the board. Um, he's tied for that. So anyway, Alabama fans, this was a big test. Probably the you had to win this game if you wanted to make playoffs, if you wanted to make the um, SEC championship. So now you're looking at the bye week. Get healthy. Tommy Reese hopefully gains plan game plan something up for LSU. I think our defense will be ready for them. Um, I hope Jaden Daniels, and I will say this. Let me find this stat. He is um Jaden Daniels is a plus three plus three twenty five to win the Heisman. So what would happen if Miro goes in there and outplays him? Like what would that bump him up? At all, I don't know how the Heisman works. I don't know if that's classified as a big game or not. Even though we have, what, two wins inside the top? Big thing with the Heisman <clears throat> is you got to have the right PR for it, which if, you know, the PR can spin <clears throat> the Alabama season of, you know, Milrow got benched, then he came back and he led his team to an SEC title or led him to the playoff, I think you'll have a chance. I'm just looking at, I'm sorry to get off subject, I'm just looking at these people ahead of Milrow. Caleb Williams, two losses uh, against the only two real teams he's played. Sam Hartman, two losses as well. Drake May, one horrible loss to the worst team in college football in Virginia. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., rightfully so. He'll be up there. Bo Nix, rightfully so, I guess. Dylan Gabriel, rightfully so. But Jaden Daniels, that don't really make sense to me. you got two losses, and he's higher, higher than Jordan Travis. He has been looking a whole lot better lately, but I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, anyway, to get back to the game, I thought Miller looked solid. I thought our defense looked really solid second half. Um, I was pleased with our run efficiency in this game. We started, I mean, not great, but about three yards a carry, which you can't complain if you're getting three yards a chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, Milro finally started contributing. Yeah, yeah, on the feet. On the run. Yeah, I like to see that. And I would talk about offensive line. But we got away with a lot of holds, I think. Not gonna talk too much about that, but um, but thankfully LSU's at home as well, so maybe we get the mm. same calls. Maybe we get those. And same at calls. night. Yeah, and at night. So looks good for Alabama fans. Like you said, everything's still on the table. Um, yeah, and Tennessee can still slide in the SEC championship too. I don't want you to think Th- that. Thanks, I mean, Brock. But no. If Florida pulls a miracle this weekend, uh, Georgia still has Missouri, Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And y'all. So, I mean, Two of them without Brock Bowers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's doable. Yeah. I think if I was listening to somebody on the radio talk about it today, I guess ideally the best team we'd want to beat them would be Florida because they already have two conference mm-hmm. losses. And, you know, you got to think that they're probably – one, they're probably not going to beat Georgia, but they'll probably lose another game along the way. Uh, but, I mean, right now – Looking ahead for Tennessee's schedule, that Missouri game on the road, probably going to be, if you're not an uh, underdog, you're probably going to be a, a pick them in that game. Maybe you'll be a slight favorite, but I, I think they'll have maybe one loss at that point, if any. Um, besides them, you got Kentucky this week. We'll get into that later. And then Georgia at home, so... Um, all winnable games. I know it doesn't seem like yeah. it right now, but you just competed with Alabama. Like, should have beat us. And I know Alabama's not great, but 
we ain't as bad as people think. I know we've been getting crapped on and talked down on, but we lost to Texas week two. Mm-hmm. And we've improved ever since. So it's not like y'all lost to a sorry Alabama team. You may, you may think we're sorry. I really don't think we're bad. I'll take out our bad. Uh, but I think y'all will wipe Missouri and Kentucky, if I'm being real. But we'll get into that in a minute. But Ole Miss does a loop in it, too, because they got Georgia. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if they could beat Georgia, I don't know how that would affect them. If they beat them, that would be huge for them in the West. <clears throat> yeah. For sure. And then the West is still in contention, too. Yeah, right? depending on what y'all and LSU do. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't get as hectic as you hoped and predicted at the beginning of the season. That'd be wild. Um, anyway, I'm just saying there's still hope on the table for Tennessee, so don't mm. don't kick the bucket yet. And just because Alabama won doesn't mean we're guaranteed to walk into the playoffs. By no means. Um, let's highlight some other games that happened this past weekend. Uh, Penn State, Ohio State, catch that one. Uh, 20 to 12 not very exciting to watch I guess not a super flashy game there this probably was the first game of the day with some questionable calls from officiating there was a Penn State touchdown yeah there's that what do you want to call it a scoop and score or, uh, stole the ball from the quarterback and scored it whatever uh, that got called back there was a questionable PI call that led to that first Ohio State touchdown at the end of the day, uh, Drew Aller, quarterback for Penn State, said it best. I just got my butt whooped. Um, I don't think Penn State played their best game. Uh, I think they would admit that. Um, yeah, it's just very disappointing for them to have all these hopes. Very similar to past seasons where you know just got to get over that first hump, and then you get to play the second big team, and then. You might win the division, but not this year. I said it earlier on the podcast, <clears throat> a few episodes into our start. Penn State's always, not that they're not good, they're just overhyped to mm-hmm. build Ohio State and Michigan's resume. And I stand by it because they may mess around and lose this weekend to a team like Indiana. Mm-hmm. But then they'll hang in the game with Michigan because, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe they won't. Maybe Michigan handles business. They've been handling business all year. Um UCF Oklahoma shocked me. I will I will say that. I didn't yeah. expect that to be a game. Yeah, I think Oklahoma was a 17, 19 point favorite, and then it came down to the wire. I thought UCF was going to end up tying it, but just didn't have enough steam. Yeah, that was it was a fun game to watch, though. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, Air Force Navy Air Force got it done on the road to stay undefeated. Service Academy unders. Uh, Mississippi State Arkansas. I was wrong about this one. I, I projected Arkansas to win, and they only scored three points. Yeah, definitely the ugliest game of the year. Uh, got the offense coordinator fired for um, Arkansas, so. Yes. Enos. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Arkansas. I projected them to be decent this year, but I don't know. Um, was that a pick six they scored on? Who, Mississippi State? Yeah. Was it? I, I don't know. I'll check. Uh Uh, no, no. Two okay. yard pass from Mike Wright. Okay. Um, but yeah, terrible game to watch. Not not fun at all to watch. Um, Baylor, Cincinnati. Baylor ended up winning 32 to 29. I really thought on that. Memphis UAB. I know we said we covered that bowl. Mm. The, what's it called? The rib? Battle for the bones. I yeah, think. battle for the bones. Memphis won that battle 45 yeah. to 21. Bringing the bones home. Um, Washington State, Oregon. 
decent game for a little bit. Yeah, I thought so. I thought this one might um, stay more towards Oregon uh, throughout the whole game, but Washington State kept it close there to late. Yeah, um, 38-24, Oregon stays in the top 10. Cam Ward had another 400-yard passing game. Bo Nix continues to try to slide his name further into the Heisman candidacy. Missouri, South Carolina, Missouri handled business uh, 34-12. Any thoughts on that one? Uh, I don't know. I don't think I heard anything about Beamer breaking his other foot, but I think it'd be warranted after that performance. Uh, Rattler putting up 217 yards and not being able to find the end zone. I don't know. Rattler's not bad to me. He's just... I don't know. I really don't know. He's not terrible. Yeah, he definitely cooled off from his hot start this year. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Tulane got the W over North Texas, 35-28. Minnesota with the upset over Iowa. I want to I want to point out, Iowa did take that punt back to the house, and that got called back. I don't know if you saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a punt. Or was it yeah, kickoff? it was a punt. They called the fair catch. <clears throat> Your Minnesota quarterback pulled him out. Yeah. Well, what's his name? I forgot. Cali Hockness or something. Calicamanis, yeah, whatever. 10 for 25, 126 yards. Household name, baby. That's right. Uh, the Golden Gophers improved to 4-3. and three. They had the slick helmets on, too. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. They got them nice. I'm nice. buying some Gopher stock right now. <clears throat> Who do they have next week? <laughs> I guess we'll find out in a, in a few minutes. I haven't even looked. Um, Wisconsin beats Illinois 25-21. What we expected not to bet on Illinois. Got the backup quarterback in to do so, so that was big for him. Okay, I did not know that. Will the starter be back? I think Mordecai's out for the year now. Oh, shoot. So, yeah, okay. So, they're yeah. going to Wisconsin. And gonna, I mean, Ohio State coming to Wisconsin is not going to be. Probably not. Okay. Um, let's jump on down. Oklahoma State beat West Virginia at home. Maybe that hot seat's in West Virginia is getting a little heated more. Four and three. I mean, he started off yeah. solid. Uh, you, know, you had terrible expectations. You got four wins now. Looking at a bowl game in the face. So, just get two wins. Yeah. I get to host, I think, Oklahoma later in the year. So, if you want to try and be a frisky team, make some noise, you got an opportunity. <clears throat> yeah, definitely on the table for them to make some noise. Um, Would love to see Oklahoma State uh, do something against Oklahoma in Bedlam this year. That would be wild. Speaking of make some noise, Houston almost made some noise this past weekend uh, against Texas. That was a first down on that last drive, I thought. Um, and then, of course, it reviews and it comes back and says he was short. Go for a fourth down, incomplete pass. Um, and Texas holds on to win 31-24. Thoughts on that game? I didn't get to watch too much of this one. I can't remember what game was on. I was focused on, but um, did – Quarterback, did he get hurt in the game? I'm not sure. Was he hurt honest. coming into it? Let me take a look. I'm not sure, to be honest. I, I didn't catch much of it either. Um, I just caught that last. Yeah, Ewers had 29 pass attempts, so he was definitely playing. Oh, Ewers is out there now, right? Yeah, he's out this week. He's out for a few weeks. I yeah, think. they said. Uh, so, the question is who's starting? Is it going to be Manning? I think it would be Malik Murphy. Manning didn't come in. <clears throat> Wow. Which they feel good about him. So, But I, I did see a quote saying that Manning will be ready to play this week. You know, hmm. assuming he needs to. Wow. Maybe we'll see the, the debut of Manning this weekend. Who they got this week? Do we know? 
Uh, no, off the top of my head. Texas. I'll look really quick. I know we're gonna get in twenty minutes. Uh, BYU. Hmm. Oh. Not a terrible team. Um, Virginia. Let's talk about Virginia for a second. Virginia with the upset over the Tar Heels at home for the Tar Heels. Um, Virginia goes on the road, improves to two and five. What a comeback <clears throat> for Virginia! Uh, absolutely demolished by Tennessee. Your next win came against William and Mary, I believe. Yeah. So they're on a two-game winning streak right now. Uh, this was, I think, the first time they upset a top-10 team on the road in program history. Uh, another stat I read was, like, North Carolina, when they're ranked in the top-10, they played six games and they lost five straight being a top-10 team. So I tried to tell them in the group chat, don't jump, don't jump them over Alabama when they haven't beat nobody. Maybe they would have won if they didn't. Yeah, and then it comes back to backfire. Speaking of Virginia on a two-game win streak, can they make it three this week going to Miami is the real question. No. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either, but we'll get into that in a minute. Ole Miss and Auburn, in a, a tight one. Yeah, this was a classic feels-like-Ole Miss-Auburn game. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep it close. I think of all the fan bases you could compare in the SEC, I think these are two of the most comparable fan bases and – I feel like if you know, you know. Yeah. You know. No. Yeah. I, I know Ole Miss gets more of the preppy, uh, you know, daddy's money, like, ideal to it. But coming down to it, Ole Miss-Auburn, very, very comparable in my mind. Same program, different state. Man. Yeah. Um, and, well, let's put it this way. <clears throat> Any program that would hire Hugh Freeze, I, I have them on the same level. That includes Liberty. Yeah. I feel like Liberty fits in perfectly <laughs> with these two teams, too. Uh, I like that assessment. Um, BYU, speaking of them, 27-14 win over Texas Tech. They go to Texas this week. Uh, maybe they can pull an upset off there. Yeah, Texas Tech, terrible team. Don't know why anybody thought they'd be good this year. Another terrible team from Texas, TCU, losing 41-3. to I just love the epitome that it's just falling on TCU. Going from national championship game getting blown out. Didn't even deserve to be there for being real. Didn't win your conference. Not a huge, huge team to begin with. Get in there. Mess around beat Michigan, but that's because Michigan's overrated. Uh, they were last year. Maybe they've improved since yeah, then. Probably didn't even scout their signals. No, probably not. Probably didn't. That's probably their <laughs> downfall. Um, and then just getting, I don't even know their record. Four and four. Yeah. And they were in the national championship game last, last year. Uh, On the flip side, Kansas State, two losses at Missouri, at Oklahoma State on a Friday night. That was by eight points. Missouri was that longest field goal in the history of football, <laughs> feels like. They got Houston this week. Then the week after? Texas. Going to Texas with probably not when you were starting. Uh, you know, this is a team – you know, they played TCU last year in the Big 12 Championship, and they won uh, before they played Alabama in the Cotton Bowl. Could they be on their way to another New Year's Six? I think it's in I think it's in possibility. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I could see it. I could see it. Uh, hopefully it's not against us this year because that means we wouldn't make it. But, uh, yeah, they've definitely improved. I, I was, remember we picked, I think I picked them to win. 
or no, to play Texas in the mm-hmm. in the conference game, but it didn't look good for a minute. But anyway, but, hey, only one conference loss right mm-hmm. now, so yeah, everything's on the table for them. Yeah, they can make it happen if they beat Texas. Would they take their place? I think so. Oh wow! So because I because Texas would have two conference losses, they'd still have one, assuming they win out, and then to beat them in Oklahoma. So there goes Texas's dreams yeah. of the playoffs. I thought, oh, sheesh, I didn't realize. Okay, wow. Lots at stake for them, that game then. Chaos team right there. Um, Yeah, I'll be rooting for it. Uh, Michigan handles business against Michigan State, 49-0. to Hey, by the way, do you know what country Hitler is from? No, I do not. Well, if you were at this game, you would know. As, uh, Michigan State, some, for some reason, decided to put that on the Jumbotron. <clears throat> uh, answer, Austria. Austria, huh. My favorite Jumbotron moment is the Golden Gophers when they're kicking a field goal and they yeah. put up their groundhog. TCU had the hypno hypno toad hypno frog hypno toad uh-huh. last year. I like that as well. Yeah, um, Duke surprisingly, I didn't know Leonard was back um, until game he, time. He was back, but he wasn't Leonard. He he didn't have the wheels as he normally does. Close game. Um, I think Duke led actually going mm-hmm. into the fourth. Yeah, they did. And then they got 21 boned in the fourth uh, and lost 38-20. to 20. I know a lot of betters are mad at Duke because there was a point where they could have kicked a field goal, but they either punted or, well, probably didn't punt, but probably went for it, uh, and it kind of screwed people who had 17 and a half. Mm. Yeah. I was hoping Duke would pull that upset off, to be honest, but um, LSU, 62 to nothing over, over Army. Like, how are you going to do the troops like that, bro? Yeah, I had the under in that one, and there was no need for LSU to run all the way and break a touchdown with like 50 seconds left, and they broke my heart. So I'm out on LSU the rest of the year. Hopefully we break their hearts in two weeks. I would love to see it and get revenge for last year. Um, Utah-USC. Utah owns USC. And Caleb Williams is not as good as people think. Let's just be real. Let's just be real. He was gifted to Heisman last year. He played great last year. But the competition last year was not up to par, if we're being real. Uh, Are you officially saying uh, that Hendon Hooker deserved the Heisman last year? I would have I would have given it to Hendon Hooker before I gave it to Caleb uh, Williams. So and if Heisman, he did not get hurt, he probably would have had it. Heisman's uh, office, please send us an official ballot for this year's Heisman trophy. Mm-hmm. We will gladly fill that out together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Utah wins 34-32 on a last-minute field goal. Love to see it. Um, Taylor, Hod- did Taylor Hodges see it is the question. Because that man <laughs> that man sniffs Caleb Williams' jockstrap. Jockstrap every week. Um, dude, the two games, his first two real tests, he's over 2. All right, who we got next week? Who did USC got next week? Or this coming up week, California. At California, they may mess around with that one if we're being real. Doubt it. They played a good game when they hosted Oregon State a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And they, I think they gave a good game to Auburn, which is Auburn. But um, we'll see if he can bounce back. Uh, Clemson-Miami, that was a pretty solid game. 28-20 in double overtime. Uh, Klubnik just can't, I think it's Klubnik, right? Klubnik just mm-hmm. can't, can't get it together, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if it's because his parents weren't there or what, and they didn't talk about him on the broadcast. But, uh, yeah, Miami, I was furious with them because uh, Cristobal had the momentum. They had the ball 
maybe on Clemson 40, 42, 45 yard line. Over 40 seconds left, and they decide to like take a knee and just take it to overtime. Oh my, Cristobal is an idiot. <laughs> I don't know who his uh, quality control guy is, but uh, he might need to look to replace him. Luckily, they pulled out the win. Uh, Clemson's offense is not clicking. Garrett Riley, I don't know if he just had a one-hit wonder at TCU. Everything just you know caught lightning in a bottle or what, but it is not clicking for the Tigers. I don't know. It may be, I don't think it's a quarterback because we've seen DJ Ungale or whatever his name is do well at Oregon State. Maybe it's their, yeah, I don't know, maybe it's their offensive running. Like you said, the coordinator. Um, where's he from? You said TCU? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe they'll get it figured out. Um, UCLA, Stanford. UCLA gets the job done 42-7 on the road. But the, the one I really want to hit on is Arizona State at number five, Washington. Everybody's saying Washington is the best team in the country. Washington would wax Alabama. Bro, they didn't score an offensive touchdown against Arizona State at home. 15 points. No offensive touchdown. Like, come on now. Yeah, this one was kind of crazy. Uh, Phoenix and Phoenix is still in the Heisman number one. Had two picks. <clears throat> You're allowed one of these games, but once you have one of these games, you're under a microscope. So he, he has to make sure he doesn't have another game like that like, probably the rest of the season. Otherwise, they're probably losing. Uh, lucky he had this game against Arizona State. Yeah, not USC, Washington. I mean, Utah, Oregon State. Oregon State may mess around and beat him because it's at Oregon State. I know that's your team, too, like, the Big Beaver guy. I like it. Um, yeah, that's the second to last game of the year. But I want to pump the brakes on the Washington hype and the Phoenix hype. Like, come on now. Now you can say it was a, it's a trap game just because you're coming off a big emotional win. but And it was a late, late kick over there too. So I kind of get it, but <laughs> you got to put you gotta at least put an offensive score up on the That's board. That's what I'm saying. No offensive touchdown. Like, it just bugs me, bro. Everybody's slow on Milrow. And the dude has played much better opponents and put up much better numbers. Has, what, top five QBR? In the nation, I think, um, or has the past two weeks. I don't know overall, um, but it's ridiculous. Put some, put some respect on my guy Miro's name. What's the saying we have? Link. Let all naysayers know. I think uh, they will. They will, they'll 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 know real soon. And I'm hoping he balls out against LSU. Um, anyway, let's jump to this week. Enough for last week. That's, uh, as usual, we'll save, what, five games? Yeah, five games to deep dive into. Uh, but looking at this week, what's this, week nine? Um, I guess we'll just start real quick. Thursday, Syracuse, Virginia Tech. I think uh, it's at Virginia Tech. I think Syracuse bounces back. I think they're on a two-game losing streak, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think they're on a two-game losing streak, and Virginia Tech's on a two-game win streak. Yeah. If um, I'm not mistaken. Yeah. With wins. Yeah. No, no, no. One-game win streak, right? Because they lost to Florida State. Okay, and 17, yeah. And then they beat Wake. But, uh, I'm actually wrong about Syracuse. They're on a three-game losing streak. With Clemson, North Carolina, Florida State. So, I think Syracuse bounces back. Sorry for the super deep dive right there on that one. Um, <clears throat> jumping down 
to start Saturday. There's really not many good games until then. Kicking us off at 11 a.m., number four, Florida State, going to uh, Winston-Salem, I believe, for uh, Wake Forest. Florida State's a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. And, yeah, I'd agree. I think Florida State handles business, especially after their uh, their game last week. Um, I say their game last week. Yeah, with Duke. I think they'll come out here and handle business um, and not let it be so close this week. Thoughts on that game? Not that, you know, Florida State, um, you know, they hadn't had, I guess, just a terrible game all year, undefeated. Uh, I think they'll take care of business in this one, of course. Uh, Wake Forest just hadn't done a whole lot to impress me. Uh, they've won a couple uh, toss-up games to help them get close to where they're going to be feeling good about being bowl eligible this year, but uh, I think Florida State's going to run away with this one. All right. Another, I don't know how this didn't make our top five list, but number six, Oklahoma going to Kansas at 11 a.m. Oklahoma's a 10-point favorite. It's not a game to, to look over by no means. Kansas is 5-2. and two. Um, Thoughts on this game? Uh, I'm not sure if Kansas is going to have Jalen Daniels back. Uh, I, I think that's the big deciding factor in this one. With the spread being 10, it wouldn't shock me if uh, – I, I think that means he'd probably be playing this game. I feel like it's probably a 13-point spread if he's missing, but I say he's worth three points at the very least um, in this matchup. If he plays, give me Kansas to cover. Uh, I think it'll be – especially if he's healthy, I think it'll be a big opportunity for him to go out, show what he's capable of. Uh, I think – the rest of the team, Oklahoma probably has the advantage um, outside of everything with quarterback. But even with quarterback, Dylan Gabriel is really good talent and will be in the Heisman conversation as the year progresses. So uh, give me Kansas if Daniels is healthy and playing. You taking Kansas to win? Uh, to cover. To cover, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I think Oklahoma gets it done. However, I do think it's close. Indiana, Penn State. Um, Indiana going to number 10, Penn State. Penn State's a 32-point favorite. However, I think Indiana does cover this game. It makes it a decent game. I think Penn State will run away with it. I think they've covered almost all of their games so far this year, and Indiana hadn't done anything for me on offense. I think Tom Allen up there is probably going to be on his way out here soon as head coach, so um, I think we'll just have an uninspired who's your team get walloped by an angry Penn State team. All right. Uh, jumping down another game at 11, South Carolina versus Texas A&M. This would be a pretty big game, uh, especially for both these coaches. Kind of like Clemson-Miami last week where you wouldn't want to be in the losing locker room. Uh, this is another week where you don't want to be in the losing locker room. Either South Carolina is going to be 1-5 and five in the SEC or A&M is going to be 2-3. and three. Either way, it's going to be unacceptable, uh, especially if A&M is 4-4 four four with Jimbo with the best recruiting class ever being sophomores, I guess. Uh, it's just something you can't have. Um, the winner of this, that coach will have a, a week of relief as long as it's not just a rock fight, ugly game, which it very well could be. But I think the line's appropriate in this one. I think a and going to win 
buy a couple possessions. I would agree with that, unless just unless Rattler just has a day. Um, but I like the Aggies to win this one. Um, Houston, Kansas State. Kansas State's a 17.5 point favorite. Like we mentioned earlier, Kansas State's been on a, on a roll. I think they handle business here. But I think Houston can cover that. I think they can, but I don't think they will. I'll, I'll hop on the K-State wagon for this one. All right. Uh, West Virginia going to UCF. Uh, UCF's a seven-point favorite. This is not a bad underdog pick because uh, West Virginia looks to bounce back after that loss last week. Thoughts? You know, I had another play in mind, but give me West Virginia to win this outright, uh, especially getting them as a seven-point dog. I think West Virginia's going to mollywop UCF. UCF hadn't mm-hmm. uh, done anything in the Big 12. They're 0-4. West Virginia is at least very uh, – good and having a competitive edge on the line of scrimmage. And I think that'll be the difference in this game here. I think UCF probably gave all they had against Oklahoma, and we'll see if they got anything left in the tank. But I'll, I'll take the Mountaineers and the points in this one. All right, that's your upset for the week? Or not? That's just... We'll make it upset A. Upset A. All right. All right, jumping down, Clemson-NC State. Not a ranked game, uh, but it's at 1 o'clock. Clemson's a 10-point favorite. Thoughts on this one? Feels like when Clemson was uh, top of the country, these were the type of trap games that they had to watch out for and would typically uh, keep it a close game. They wouldn't always necessarily lose, but they would be in a, a close one to the end. I think I expect the same in this one. Uh, NC State has a greedy defense. I think they will keep Clemson out of the end zone. It'll just be a matter of can NC State put up any points themselves? With it being a 1 p.m. kick uh, on CW, maybe the crowd won't be as rocking as normal uh, for Carter Finley Stadium, but I'll take NC State to cover, but Clemson to win. All right, I'd agree with that. I say Clemson by field goal. I like that. I like that. Um, we'll jump back to the Georgia Florida game in, um, in a second. Let's talk BYU and Texas. Um, Texas is a 17.5 point favorite. Um, this game's at home, but without the quarterback, without QB1. Mm-hmm. BYU's 5-2. and two. They beat Arkansas, and we thought that was a big statement, but now looking back, not a big statement. Yeah, not at all. Um, any other wins for them, though? I'm looking back. They got beat by TCU. Sheesh. Killed by TCU. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I think I'll take Texas. Yeah. Even without Ewers, they just got too much talent to lose to BYU. It may be closer in three possessions, but I like the Longhorns. All right. I'd agree with that. Um, we'll come back to the Oregon-Utah game. Uh, Pittsburgh going to number 14, Notre Dame. Notre Dame's a 20.5-point favorite. I think the, the Irish get it done. Did Notre Dame play last week? I believe they had an off week after they beat Yeah, because they needed that yeah. off week. I'll go with Notre Dame then. Uh Feels like this could be a spot where Pittsburgh has a upset, but I, I, I'm not going to take it. Give me a fighting Irish. All right. Um, we'll come back to Duke Louisville as well. Mississippi State and Auburn. Um, give me Auburn. It's at home. Yeah, I think even with as poor as their offense has looked at times, I'll take Auburn to win and cover. All right. Uh, Virginia, Miami, real quick. Does Virginia have another upset in their, in their bag? Not quite. Uh, I'll take Miami, and I think I'll take them to cover. 
All right. I'd agree there. Um, number 22, Tulane, going to Rice. Tulane's a 10.5-point favorite. Uh, we've seen Rice give Texas a game earlier this season, but I just don't think they're that great. I think Texas is coming off that high high uh, emotional win over Alabama. I think that was the game before Alabama. Or, or yeah, okay, then they so were I think prepping for looking Alabama. ahead, yeah. Yeah, one or the other. It was a trap game. Um, give me Tulane. I want to take Rice. I have no good reason for it, but I think with them being at home, being 10-point dog, I think they'll keep a one-possession game All right. for uh, some reason. I mean, I could see it, but Tulane hung with Ole Miss. Tulane's looked good, but for sure. Home too. So, um, number 24, USC, who's on a two-game losing streak. Did I mention that? Um, going to California. USC's an 11-point favorite. Give me USC, but they don't cover. I think USC and the cover in this one, I think this will look a lot like the first four or so games for USC where they were putting up 40 points at halftime. I think they'll be capable of doing that against California. I don't think they've lost their way completely, but um, playing a close game in this one, you might actually start to actually consider the Maybe opting out of the rest of the season if you're Caleb Williams. Yeah. Um, jumping down, 6 o'clock, number 5, Washington, going to Stanford. Stanford's given – who Stanford gave UCLA a game, right? Or did they beat them? Colorado. Colorado again. UCLA yeah. smacked them. Okay. Yeah, they came back from Colorado uh, and won. Uh, I think Washington wins this game, and I think they come out and look like a much better team this week, and I do think they cover. Yeah, I agree with you. Stanford's not a good team at all. Um. Number 19, Air Force going to Colorado State. Air Force is a 12.5-point favorite. I think they've covered every game. Very, very close to it, and i like them to do it again. All right. Well, I'll agree with you there. Give me Air Force as well. Wagon with wings. That's right. Um, hometown Troy going to Texas State. Um, both 5-2. and two. Troy's a 5.5-point favorite. Texas State's a frisky team. They did the Colorado method where they got a new coach. They got... Five million billion transfers come in through the portal, and it's looking like it's actually working. They had that huge upset over Baylor to start the year. Give me Texas State to cover. I want to take Troy to win on a field goal. All right, I was I was gonna say I'm going with the Trojans. Um, I don't know if you knew this, but the lead rusher in college football plays for Troy, Kamani Vidal or Vidal. Uh, 154 carries, 951 yards, six touchdowns. So, uh, plus with their QB, what, Gunnar Watson, not great. 11 touchdowns, four interceptions. I think they get it done on the road. Um, yeah, I'll be listening to that one. It'll be a fun game. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good game to watch. Troy started off the season a little rough, I will say that. Mm-hmm. But they're 5-2. and two. They got South Alabama left on the schedule, UL Monroe, Louisiana, and then Southern Miss. But uh, one more game, football eligibility. Then they'll probably play in the Dollar General Bowl like they do every year. <clears throat> um, did we have Ohio State, Wisconsin? Yeah, okay. We'll come back to Ohio State, Wisconsin. Vanderbilt goes to number 12, Ole Miss. Brent actually invited me to this game. I would have gone with him, but I'm in a wedding this weekend. Um, Ole Miss, 24.5 point favorite. I'm going to go with the Rebels. This is a game where Ole Miss tends to not cover, but I just don't think – Vanderbilt's that good at all, and I don't think they've covered once this year. Maybe they have once, but that was it. Uh, so I'll take the Rebels in this one. 
All right. Um, Colorado going to number 23, UCLA. UCLA is a 17-point favor. Um, give me Colorado. Upset B. That's my second upset. So not don't put much stock in it. <laughs> but this is upset B. I'll reveal my upset A in a minute. I have a half a unit. Yeah, half a unit. That's right. Uh, I'm going to disagree completely with you. Uh, I think UCLA, their defense is one of the best in the country. And I think they'll put it on display against Colorado. I think it could look defensively this, similar to what Oregon did to them, but I don't think UCLA will put up the same amount of points on Colorado. I might be wrong, but I think UCLA is a legit team uh, in the Pac-12. Don't think they'll win it. Don't think they'll make the conference championship, but uh, they're a really good team, really good, well-coached team, and uh, I think they'll win this one. Okay. Um, I, I'm definitely going to watch that one. I tune in almost every Colorado game just because you never know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, number 17, North Carolina, looks to bounce back after that horrific loss last week on the road against Georgia Tech, who upset what who was it? Miami, right? Miami. We watched that one. Yeah. Yeah. And they played good first half against Louisville in the first game of the year. Um, North Carolina's an 11.5 point favorite. Uh, I am going to go with North Carolina to bounce back. Man, I do think they cover. I think if Virginia didn't get them, then Georgia Tech could have been the team to trip up North Carolina. Uh, but I don't think North Carolina's going to lose two, drop two in a row. So give me uh, Tar Heels. All right, uh, Old Dominion going to number twenty-five, James Madison, who's seven and zero. James Madison's a twenty-point favorite. Seven and zero, and not bowl eligible. Are they not? Oh, yeah. Because they uh, this is their second year in transition from. FCS, so I think, or it's D two, whatever it is. Whenever you do that transition, you gotta not Wait. be eligible for like two or three That's seasons. So Stupid, um, NCAA. I'm sure you're listening. So get rid of that rule. Let the Dukes play in a bowl. <laughs> uh, heck, if they're worthy, put them in the playoff. I will say they have a win over Virginia, uh, thirty six to thirty five. Something North Carolina could not do. They got a win over Troy, 16-14. I was bummed about that game. But they went to the vet and got the, got the job done. Should have been um, bowl eligible last year, too. They had a really good team. They also have one of the better defenses in the country. Uh, not you know just huge names, not huge just stats, but they're good at plugging the gaps and you know making teams punt. I think the biggest test for them left on the schedule is Georgia State. Had Georgia State. Yeah. Uh, and then possibly Appalachian State. I know Appalachian State's down this year, though, three and four. But they're always giving people games. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, anyway, uh, Washington State going to Arizona State. Um, Washington State's a six-point favorite, and I, I like that. I like Washington State to cover and win this game. I think so, too. But Arizona mm-hmm. State's a team I just can't figure out when they're going to show up when they're not. I'm going to not touch this game, but I'm going to plan on Washington State to take care of business. All right. Uh, Cincinnati, Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State's a seven-and-a-half point favorite. I think Oklahoma State blows them out. They are on a hot streak right now. I think either three, four wins in a row. or This would make number four. Cincinnati just can't really do anything. Uh, Emory Jones isn't the quarterback they thought they were getting, so give me the pokes on this one. All right, I'd agree. 
Um, number 11, Oregon State going to Arizona. Oregon State's a three-and-a-half point favorite. You know, I'm a big beaver guy. Big beaver guy. But Arizona's looked so good lately, man. Uh, what they did against East, or USC. Uh, who else did they have a really good game with recently? Arizona. Didn't they? I'll tell you. They've been putting up Washington. Washington, yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, they covered that. And they blew out Washington State. Yeah, and they six. killed. Yeah, that was a big one, too. They're good. They found a quarterback who is, uh, they're going to be leaning on to hopefully make a 12-team playoff next year because they won't be uh, sniffing it this year with three losses already. Yeah, give me Arizona State to win. Uh, the upset Arizona. at home. Yeah, yeah Arizona. To upset Oregon State at home. <clears throat> be devastating for me and my Oregon State fandom, but uh, Oregon State definitely has enough uh, good teams left on the schedule where they can make a noise and, uh, find their way back in the conference championship. I'm gonna I'm gonna hop on the Beaver wagon. I'm gonna get my Beaver nuggets and I'm gonna sit there and watch the Beavers get it done. That's probably the most corny thing I've ever said. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Oregon State to win this game. But I do think it's close. Uh, I think the spread is dead on. Um, maybe I guess I, I got Oregon State to win by field goal. Um, all right, let's get to the bigger games because I was looking. I was like, there's no games I want to cover yeah. right here. Um. I guess we'll start with Duke and Louisville. Um, let me find that one back on ESPN. Let's see. That game is at... 2.30. 2.30. Number 20, Duke, going to number 18, Louisville. Louisville's a four-point favorite. Give me Duke. After what I saw against Florida State, I'm still not a full believer in Louisville. I think they just caught Notre Dame at the right time. Uh, I don't think they are who they play, who they were when they played Notre Dame. I don't think they are who they were when they lost to Pittsburgh on the road. I think they're somewhere in the middle, but I think Riley Leonard will be healthy enough to lead Duke to victory uh, against Louisville this week. I like that. Give me the Blue Devils as well. Um, I, I totally agree. You couldn't have said it better. Um, I think the big thing for this one is going to be Duke's defense and yeah. how they – Manage Louisville. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I'm curious to see what stars come out for this game in Louisville. I know Jack Harlow's at the last one, mm-hmm. which is not Notre Dame, so I don't know who will be there. But, um, I mean, they, they're going to have a crowd for sure. They only yeah. have one loss. It's their top 25 matchup. But I think Duke gets it done. Um, jump down to 2.30. Still same time slot, I guess. Um, number one, Georgia. I thought was going to the swamp, but you corrected me. Going to Florida to play at a neutral site game against the Florida Gators. Yeah, Jacksonville for the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Couldn't come up with a better name than that for some reason. Uh, so Georgia's 14.5 point favorite. Over under set around 47.5. So expecting Georgia to you know probably win something like you know. 31, 20-something 20. 20 like that around there. Uh, maybe 17, I don't know. But anyways, uh, I think Georgia's going to crush Florida. Uh, I think Florida got lucky playing South Carolina when they did. Both teams going to be coming off a of bye, but 
Um, I don't think that matters too much. I, I think Georgia will be fine against Florida without Bowers. I, I will expect Pearsall from Florida to have a decent game. I'd like to see what he can do against Georgia in this one uh, just to help improve his draft stock. He's looking really good this year. Uh, he's making Graham Mertz look incredible uh, with the catches he's made, but uh, I think Georgia's just way too much for him. I'm going to disagree. This is my upset of the week. This is upset A. I'm putting two full units on it. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I went out. I'm, I'm joking about that part. Um, I do think Florida, has had, like you said, they're both coming off a bye week. I think Florida's game planning. Napier needs this win. I, I really feel like he needs this win. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, Florida's defense is not terrible. Not not terrible. Um, Brock Bowers is out. That's helps the defense out. Um, Carson Beck, I'm not a huge believer in him yet. Um, and I think Grant Mertz, I think he has a game. I think he dials it up. I think he puts on for the state of Florida. And I think they pull out a close one, 31-29. And, uh, yeah, give me the Gators in this one. This will be a big win, not only for the Gators, but for the Tennessee Volunteer fans as well. Anytime Georgia loses, it's a good day. I would I would celebrate too. Um, See, so yeah, I'm going with the Gators. Any thoughts on that before we jump down to a different game? Hope you're right, but I just don't see it. <clears throat> not with this team. Uh, maybe, maybe it's like week one where I call Colorado to win and it pulls something out. I'll take that. Um, let's do a stay on 230 line. Number eight, Oregon. I'm going to number 13, Utah. Oregon's a six and a half point favorite. Utah coming off a win over USC. Last minute field goal. Um, I think it's a close game for the first half, but I think Oregon pulls away and wins by 14 or more. I've been thinking for a long time that, uh, Utah's defense is going to show up in this game, and it's going to be very low scoring. I was thinking maybe 17-20 in Oregon's favor, but thought about it a little bit more. I think the experience Bo Nix has is going to be a little too much for Utah. So give me Oregon. I think they'll pull out and win by 10, so I think they'll cover that line. Um, by the way, they mentioned – Cam Rising is going to be out the rest of the year. So, so I don't guess they're going to – you know, you have four games you can burn a red shirt, but I don't guess he's going to be available for that. Unless they play mind games. Yeah. Throw them out there for one game of the season, but I don't know why you risk it. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't unless it's like a – How many losses does Utah have? One? Just one. Uh, and it's a conference loss too. There's still playoff eligible one loss. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, only if it was a thing where him coming back is going to be making a difference of, and you still got one loss, so it's either getting ready for Pac-12 championship or it is Pac-12 championship or uh, something like that. You get four games, right? Yeah. Playing this one, playing the Pac-12 championship, and then the two. Uh, I don't think he's healthy. I think that's why they came out, so I don't think he'll be playing this week. Probably just, I mean, he tore his ACL in January, so it's probably just now getting where he's able to do, like, right. some of his play and play style, like, decently, like, 70%, but I don't think you want to use him yet. 
No. Um, so yeah, I like Oregon in this one uh, to cover the spread. By the way, I'm not a doctor. Uh, took maybe one or two science classes in college, so I, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. That's all right, bro. I mean, I would, I, I believe everything you said right there. So, um, real quick, number three, Ohio State going to Wisconsin. I think you mentioned earlier, Mordecai's not playing for Wisconsin. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, give me Ohio State. Maybe there's something there where Wisconsin can keep it a game late, but. I don't see it. I think Ohio State's a really good team. I think they will keep Wisconsin under 21 points, and I think they'll put up at least 30 or so themselves. So, uh, give me the Buckeyes big in this one. All right. Last but not least, number 21, Tennessee, going to Kroger Field. Other side of Kentucky. Take on Kentucky Wildcats. Tennessee is a four-point favorite. Surprised by the line. Um, Figured... Tennessee would be a higher favorite than that, um, or bigger favorite than that. But is that Kentucky? So maybe. Yeah. Yeah, if it's a neutral site, you know they're projecting Tennessee's about a touchdown better. I think what this game comes down to is uh, unless Leary decides to just have a career performance, it's going to be what you can do to stop Ray Davis on defense. Um, he's been running the ball like a madman, and uh, our defense has played pretty well against the run. This past weekend gave me a couple concerns where there were at least two plays that felt like where Alabama just ran for 20-plus yards. Um, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. but The one right after halftime. Right? Yeah. And then there's another drive <clears throat> where they did the same thing almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of concerning. I think there was – against South Carolina, we gave up a 70, 75-yard rushing touchdown. So <laughs> – uh, I know those kind of things are possible, but it's Tennessee, it's Kentucky. Uh, it's the former battle for the beer barrel. Give me the balls in this one. Uh, to cover? Give me the balls to win, cover, this, that, and the other. Um, I'll be there. So oh, I'm, you're going. I'm putting my uh, road warrior streak on the line, currently sitting at 2-0 and for the balls. I think we get the job done, and I, I don't think I'll be sweating this one out too much. Um, at the very least, I, I think it could look like Heifel's first year, but less points than that one. That one, I think both teams were in the 40s. This one, I, I see both teams, one in the high 20s, one in the low 20s. I think Tennessee's pissed off um, that they come out hot, but also Kentucky's pissed off after losing to Missouri. Coming off a bye week. I think it'll be a close first half. Um, first half, first quarter. And I think Tennessee handles business. I, th- I just... I don't... I don't see how Kentucky wins the game. Devin Leary is not... Like you said, unless he just snaps. Yeah. There's I just don't see... Because if he cannot throw the, the ball, then you load the box and you stop the run. I don't think you can... I don't think there's a team that can beat us just run the ball. No. I don't think Kentucky's going to be that team either. No, and I mean, I, I just don't see what Kentucky could do. Even Alabama had to make those big bombs, and yeah, maybe that'll be the game plan. Run the ball, set up play action, and then throw deep, see what you can do there. But uh, I don't think Kentucky has the and skill or play calling to accomplish 
what Bama did. I know my guy Stratus probably disappointed in my pick right there. <laughs> but uh, I'm disappointed in his quarterback, Devin Leary. He was like, what, top prospect? In yeah. The, in the uh, top two or three draft or the portal. Transfer portal. Yeah. So, anyway, maybe he goes off. I don't think so. Um, I think for the Kentucky fans, I think it's time that you take off your football jersey, hang it up in the closet, grab the basketball jersey, and hope that Cal has a good season this year. Yeah. No matter what, the loser of this one is definitely going to be chanting, wait till basketball. I just hope it's them and not me. Yeah. Yeah. Not to even get to the, I can't remember his name now, but that dude's Tennessee got a big pickup in the transfer portal there. Hopefully he's not a bust like uh, Kentucky's QB, but I don't, I don't think so. Anyway, going Tennessee to cover the spread, went by 10 or more. Um, sorry, Strat. All right, we ready for the two-minute drill? Yes, sir. So this week's two-minute drill, uh, we are going to be discussing what two coaches are sitting on the hottest seat. So, for me, I'll go ahead and start. Um, there's plenty of coaches out there. I think we decided to only do two each, and then I thought of like six more we could do, but uh, I'll take the low-hanging fruit. Um, I didn't even realize what I did, but we'll get to that in a moment. Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M. Come on, man. Low-hanging fruit. What year is it? Like, is it... Year six, year seven for him or something like that. Uh, you were a guy who was at the pinnacle of college football, 2013. Yeah, I thought he was a top five coach in the nation. And now it's looking more like Jameis Winston carried this man's career. And right now I think A&M is getting ready to, you know, move some assets around to give him a huge payday and, get themselves a new coach who can actually compete with the talent he's brought in. Uh, you signed the top recruiting class of all time, and they're sophomores, and right now you're sitting at four and three, I believe. So you just got to gotta improve better than that. This weekend will be huge for him. Uh, so I, I know they've had issues with injury at quarterback. That really set them back. But the Petrino experiment, it was looking good to start the year, but now it, it just looks like a mess. Uh, and I know losing to Tennessee, the fashion they did really upset a majority of that fan base. So uh, heavy microscope is on them. I think they got to go at least eight and four to keep people content. Seven and five, he might be fired. Okay, if he's low-hanging fruit, then this fruit's on the ground. It's been on the ground for about two <laughs> it, weeks. It's rotten. Yeah, it's rotten. Give me Sam Pittman from Arkansas. Um, 0-5 in SEC play. Put up three points last week. I didn't think it could get worse two weeks ago, and then he comes out and puts up three points on Mississippi State. Was it? I don't know where it was at. I don't know if it was at home. Is at home. Man, I like Pittman. Like he seems like a good dude, but sheesh. Yeah, it's not even a hot seat no more. You don't have a seat. They're just waiting for the end of the season. He's he gone. Guess. Yeah, he's gone. I don't know who they're going to bring in, but you're at Arkansas. You can bring somebody decent in. Uh, so he's been there, what, four or so years? He brought in two great assistants. He, he got a um, former Missouri coach. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. 
and brought in uh, what's the name offense coordinator Brawls Kendall Brawls um, and it seemed like both of them had just carried his career because they he lost both of them this off season and now he can't you know decide left from right and team just looks terrible um, I'm not even sure how they're looking on their recruiting trail so I don't know if there's any kind of silver lining to Arkansas right now uh, other than you know as a Tennessee fan I know I always had fun when we were doing coaching searches so you know maybe if you're a guy like me maybe you'll be looking forward to this coaching search but uh, I think the time's about to run out on Pittman I'd, I'd say so too I'm looking at the schedule for next year now they got us on the schedule. Yeah, I'm just looking. Uh, all right. Okay, maybe this is. Cause this got yeah, this is basketball. I was wondering why. All right, let me. 2024 football schedule. So they got Arkansas Pine Bluff. Then they go to Oklahoma State. Then they have UAB. Then they have Texas A&M and Arlington. LSU at home. Ole Miss at home. Tennessee at home. Texas at home. At Auburn, at Mississippi State, at Missouri. I mean, it's not a great schedule. So wherever you bring your first year coach, you may be expected to win four games. Yeah, I can't believe they thought a couple years ago that uh, when they had Chad Morris that they could get Brent Venables as D coordinator. I bet they wish they would have hired him as head coach. Yeah, really. Um, who's your second? Who's your second? Or do you want me to go first? I'll go. Who uh who's playing A and M this week? South Carolina. Oh, might as well go with him. I didn't realize I did it till a few moments ago, but yeah, Shane Beamer. Um, you are who we thought you were. Uh, I know there's been a lot of jokes, tongue in cheek, on Ball Twitter today about the whole Michigan scandal stealing signs. Uh, there was they sent somebody to steal our signs when we played Kentucky last year. And some people are saying that Beamer may have got those signs before they played us because, you know, the week before us, they played Florida, did not put up a point. They play us, they put up seven touchdowns on seven possessions. Yes, so, yeah, and and then they said they stole signs for Clemson as well. 5% chance that happened, but we're going to pretend like it happened because there's – Literally no other excuse as to how that could happen. Aside from those two games last year, Shane Beamer has done nothing in his time at South Carolina. It's proving itself yet once again. These fans are spoiled because they have had somewhat of a track record of hiring former successful coaches. Looking at Lou Holtz, Spurrier. We, we won't say that. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, they've been able, at least under Spurrier, they were able to recruit halfway decent. Uh, and they would upset and get, like, a couple top players here and there out of the state of South Carolina. They thought they were going to be able to do the same with Beamer, but – and they have in some spots, but uh, he's not going to do what their fans think he is. Uh, he's not going to get a top ten class ever at South Carolina. I don't know if there's a coach in the nation that could – uh, but he's definitely not one of them, and uh, because of that, I think South Carolina is going to lose this weekend. And I think the fire and talks are really going to warm up after this week. Uh, I like that one. 
I think he, yeah, he's pretty much done. Him and Pittman are at the bottom. They're, they're getting bounced, I'm afraid. I went with Billy Napier as my uh, second one. If he does not upset Georgia this week, it's not looking bright for him. I know he was on the hot seat earlier in the year. He beat Tennessee. Little hot, little temperature came off that seat. However, two losses and you still have yet to play Georgia, LSU, Missouri, and Florida State. Possibly looking at a six and six year. Yeah, seven and five if you're lucky. Which beats Vegas expectation. They had five and a half wins, but still, you know, to me, for him, it's a matter of do you want to fire him this year? Or do you want to fire him next year? Because he's not going to survive next year's schedule. Uh, I know right now the reason you might be tempted to keep him is that he does have a top three class in the country. I think number two uh, has a head of Bama. I think only below Georgia or somebody like that. Maybe it's A&M. I don't know. But, um, yeah, maybe you think keeping him will keep that class together. But you're either going to fire him this year or next year. Billy Napier's not going to be coaching 2025. So um, if you want to take that risk of holding on to him, be my guest. Uh, I think we'll take care of them in Knoxville next year, and uh, that'll be a part of uh, you know, possibly eight non-loss season, but we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah, that's the only two I paid. Do you have some honorable mentions? Uh, or do you want I don't have them listed, but you know, a couple honorable mentions. Dabo Swinney, extremely hot seat right now. Uh, you know, they're going to NC State. I don't see them losing that game, but they also have Notre Dame left on the schedule, I believe. Uh, maybe another top team. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, Notre Dame and North Carolina. Both games will be at home, but uh, neither of those teams are – you're probably not going to be favored over either of those teams. Maybe North Carolina, but – uh, I think those are two losable games. And I mean, if he loses two more games, he's going to be sitting at 7-5 max this year, uh, which is not the standard at Clemson and maybe not be fireable whenever you have two national champions for that program. But uh, the seat's going to be warm. Do you think that they would fire him and bring back Venable? Is that good for Danny Coach there? As a- yeah, I mean, he was DC there for a long time. I think his own mater is Oklahoma, so I feel like he'd probably stay at Oklahoma, but I could be wrong. Um, let me see. He's in the SEC now, though. I don't know if that plays any, or he will be next year. Yeah, maybe want to get out of it, but Clemson sounds like they're going to be trying to get out of the ACC as soon as possible. There's other coaches out there, but I'm not going to spend too much of y'all's time looking for it. So, so um, yeah. Big week for Alabama, chilling on the couch, watching football, and uh, trying not to think about the LSU game until next week as fans because there's really not much you can do. There's no reason to stress for two weeks over it. Yeah. Um, Tennessee's got a, a, a fun game ahead. I, I wouldn't say a tough game. I hope it's not too cold. Uh, i got a bad feeling it's going to be. You'll have to let me know how it goes. Um, I'm hoping that they – I'm hoping it's a good game. I'm hoping they pull out a dub for you, but also at the same time i got Strat. I'm hoping that Devin Leary has a, a decent game. I know he's ready for basketball season, though. He's already said that. So, anyway, week nine, I believe, is right around the corner. Um, it's Wednesday when we're recording, so about three days until kickoff, official Saturday kickoff. So, that's that wraps up this episode. Next week, we'll be back to recap. I don't know if we'll have one or two episodes out. We'll decide, but we'll be back to recap 
week nine and take a look at week ten. So thank y'all for listening.